Whether you're learning the basics or you want to be a rock master, we have a class for you from high level overviews to specific features. Find the training class that fits your needs this year at community.rockrms.com slash classes. Welcome back to another episode of Rockcast, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with Spark Development Network, the builders of Rock RMS, and we will bring you along with us for the journey of what it is we're doing around here and why. So today, we're here with an update on V9. This has been the one that we've been tracking for a while now, and I know that's going to be the first thing people want to hear about. John, do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so Alpha. Uh we're in alpha and that's good. We've V9, like a lot of our previous releases has grown in scale as it, as it was developed. And so we really need people, especially on this release to get in there and be playing with it. Um, if you don't have the resources to, uh, install it and have a separate environment, remember we have the pre-alpha server. And so get in there, uh, try out these new features, give us some feedback. Uh, some of the features that we're working on, are major features that are going to be seeing changes and updates over the next several years. So we want to make sure that uh, we get them shaken out right now, but they will be changing. We'll be adding and extending things like group scheduling. We'll, we'll never be done with that probably. Are we ever done with anything around here? No, but some features I think <laughs> get to the point where it's like, okay, that's, we'll, we'll just tweaking them slightly. Uh, there's a lot of new features though that are coming. They're really exciting that uh, I'm really excited to talk about later at the conference and, and give some updates on. So, No spoiler alerts, though, right? No, not, not right now. Not today. Okay. We're talking nine today. So That's right. So if someone does want to find the pre-alpha demo, where can they find that site? Uh, there's a few addresses for the server, but I always use prealpha.rockrms.com. Okay, great. So if you have the opportunity to give us a hand, or if you just want to peek in there and see what's going on. That's where you can find that. If you run across anything, please let us know. Yeah, and a, a little tip, I would say, as you do testing over there, go ahead and set up an account. Set up the fake role that you're testing, because that really helps us all. That's a great point. So speaking of V9, um, once we get to the point, so what our process looks like this. We go into alpha, we do testing, we make whatever kind of updates we need to, then we move to beta phase, and we have a testing group there as well. If you're not a part of that and you'd like to be, that's a great spot for the community to get involved. And Nick, where can someone uh, uh, reach out to become a part of that team? Um, th that should be on our website, um, rockarmas.com slash Ooh, help me out. It's well, moved. Yeah, I think it's going to be more on the community it's side It's on the now. community so side. So community.rockrms.com, and I think it's under get involved. Get involved. I think that sounds right. I think the old URL slash community would still take you there, but... All right, great. So then after we go through the beta testing phase, um, the next phase that comes is our early release phase. So early release is before general release, and it predates it by three months. And during this phase, those churches that are most engaged with the community will have access to the full version and will be able to continue to give us feedback, will be able to self-educate in that environment so that the rest of the community 
uh, when we move to general release three months later and they start asking questions, we have three months of kind of self-education inside the community. And now we're able to provide that really high quality Q&A that people are used to experiencing um, on the Rock Chat and on the Q&A site. Um, now, so what makes a church eligible for this engagement period, for this early access? We do have a page that explains it in great detail on our site. It's slash early access. But really, it's uh, it comes down to, is this church donating at our suggested minimum rate? And that's just one of several ways to measure engagement, but it works a lot like engagement at your church. So typically, the people that are serving, um, that are uh, doing all the things behind the scenes at your church are also the ones that are tithing at a, a tithe rate. And that's that's one of several ways to measure engagement, but it's pretty effective. Um, and so we're following that same model probably that your church uses to say, hey, who's really connected and engaged here? Uh, small group serving, tithing, they kind of all go together. And we find here that the organization's donating at our suggested minimum rate of $1.50 per attendee per year are also the churches that are heavily engaged in self-learning, in answering things on Rock Chat, in having offline conversations with other churches to help them move to rock and all the other ways we measure engagement. So that's the purpose behind that program. And if it's something that you would like to be a part of so that you can have access that three months earlier than our general release window and so that you can begin to grow in community engagement and find out the benefits of that, then I encourage you to visit that website um, you can make adjustments to your um, contribution commitment with Spark right on your site now on the community site. Go to your profile and then go to your organization there. If you have administrative access on your or organization, you'll be able to make um, commitment updates. And your commitment really just tells us, hey, this is our plan. This is what we plan to do. And then we plan based off of your plan. So it, it kind of all trickles through that planning filter. But we'd love to have you get engaged with us. The... Um, the group of churches that's moving toward that full engagement has been really exciting. Um, we're, we're now at uh, a total of, I think it's, I think now it's 55% of churches that are running on rock are donating, not all at the early access level, but to some degree. And the number moving toward that early access level is, is also increasing. So it's really encouraging. Um, it's really showing that rock is starting to move out of that kind of infancy phase into one that's more mature, has more depth and breadth, and is becoming, you know, more fully community supported. Yeah, that's great. It's great to see the movement going in that direction. There's still a lot of opportunity left uh, to Absolutely. get more and more, but it just depends on, you know, is someone want to get out and help push or are they going to ride inside the car that's getting pushed? And, and sometimes right. there's a reason why you have to be inside the car. You know, if you have kids, you keep them in the car while you're pushing it. But uh, everybody else needs to be on the outside helping push this car up the hill. Right. And don't forget that this donation function is because Rock is run and built by a nonprofit, Spark Development Network. And it's set up as a nonprofit really to mirror the way your organization functions and uses Rock um, and functions and interacts with your congregants. So what we're doing is we're mirroring um, the kind of the, the church outreach to the world. And we're saying, hey, you know, we're not going to force organizations that are too small to pay to have to because they couldn't use technology otherwise. But the ones that moved from something where they were paying, well, their donations would make a much bigger impact than they 
we're making as a payment to another provider. Every donation that comes in here is really funding this work. It's going back into the system and it's creating systemic growth. And we invest so heavily in the community that it's really building that growth across the board that does impact your church. So your contributions make a huge impact to the nonprofit and to the growth of Rock. And eventually that also makes an impact um, for your organization as well. Yeah, and I would say too that we didn't choose this model because it would be lucrative or easy. We chose the model because it would be the right one. It is not lucrative or easy. Right. I was just watching <laughs> the news and they were highlighting this new uh, company that's basically cleaning up oceans for money, right? So you can buy their bracelets and all these different things and then they'll go clean up some ocean. And they're interviewing the, the guys who started it and it's a for-profit. And they said, yeah, well, we thought, you know, doing this as a for-profit because, you know, for-profits can do more and, and move faster and be, it's easier to do it this way than it would have been to do it as a nonprofit. And I was like going, huh, yeah, that's, that's probably a lot true. of truth to that. But um, it's definitely easier for the guy running it. Yeah, but at the same time, I very felt like their motivations were really not quite uh, on task. Like, I feel like there was a, I doubted what they were saying. It's easier to line your pocketbooks. That's probably what he meant. Yeah, and it just felt like it was dripping of, let's get rich while we, you know, pretend, not pretend, that might be too harsh, but while we try to clean up the ocean. I think you could use trend. There's yeah. a trend for this right now. We'll tap on, we'll do some social good, and, and it'll help us out a lot. Yeah. Well, I also doubted, Maybe the ocean can benefit too. I also doubt too because they measured how much trash they took out of the ocean, not in tons, but in pounds. And I was like, oh. eh, pounds, really? 19 million pounds of trash. Let's, let's convert that to tons because I think it might be a little bit better. But well, we're, sorry, I digress. But that is the reason that the nonprofit exists because we don't ever want to have that motivation question. And, and there isn't room for um, any other intention. It yeah. just is the intention of helping churches. And this model is not easy. No. Thought I'd let that sit there for a minute. It's not easy, but it is good. Yes. And we've seen some pretty incredible things happen as a result of collaboration and some pretty incredible things also happen as a result of people saying, you know what? You guys are positioned to really know what you're doing in that area. I may not know, but I'm happy to help put some money behind it so that you can really move that forward and you can help impact other churches with it too. And both those kinds of help are really important. Okay, it is time for RX 2019. Not quite, but it's coming close. That kind of makes me nervous to you even say that. You kind of scared me there. I know. I'm, I'm getting a little anxiety about that. No, conference is approaching and every year it's a really big deal. This year... It's going to be a bigger deal. Uh, we are so excited to be having this at New Spring Church in South Carolina. We have worked with New Spring forever. Uh, yeah, I can't measure the time. Since the beginning. Since the beginning. That sounds very biblical. Well, well maybe literally, not that beginning. <laughs> back then, it didn't make sense. Like they 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 signed on before there was really, I mean, literally anything to show. It didn't make sense to them. Yeah, it Here's didn't make yeah. sense to me either. Right. I was like, okay. Uh, that's a lot of trust. Okay, let's let's keep going. And and honestly, back then, you know, like, well, what's the likelihood? What's the percent likelihood they're going to be around when it actually ships? I, I'm always thinking that way. I know you guys; it drives you guys nuts. But I'm always saying, what's on a scale of one to ten? What's the likelihood that they'll still be around? Just a bit of a pessimist. <laughs> not a pessimist. I'm trying to I'm trying to analyze it because sometimes wait. it's high. It's Realist. Very high. Okay. Well, no, it's not always pessimist. I just want to measure everything in my head. You do. I'm sorry. On a daily You're very basis. good at measuring. So I was like, wow. 
this is really early, but they've been through it thick and thin through the, through the hard parts, through the, um, you know, the good parts, the, the trouble, the troubles that have come up. They've yeah. always been there. You know, in your personal life where those people that have been with you, like the friends from way back, right, from home, from when you grew up, and you have a lot of shared experiences and a lot of uh, things have been super fun and some things have been challenging, but you have this real depth of relationship there that's kind of similar. Yeah, I, I'm remembering the story of uh, us having a goal on the board and saying, all right, by the end of the year, God, if this is what you you, you want from us, this is what has to happen. And, and it was like three weeks before that end of the year. And we hadn't hit the goal. And I remember getting a call from John. It was either January 1st or December 29th or something right there. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, uh, Newspring just uh, pushed us over the top. So it was pretty awesome. And, and uh, what's great about the relationship, too, is it is like the relationships you just described, Emily, from the beginning. Like some relationships have a give and a take, mm-hmm. but other relationships are just a give. Like both sides are giving and right. there's no... Nobody's keeping score. Right. Yeah. And I feel like every call I have, and I have a call with them, you know, once a week, is like that. They're all, they always to a T, every single call, what can we be doing for you? And, then, and I'm not just saying that. Every call has that. Yeah. That's and incredible. So it's humbling, you know, that, that that's like that kind of relationship. Absolutely. Okay. So we were at the conference. Yeah. Sorry. We're going to be having it at New Spring. So that's exciting. We also have an incredible lineup of speakers, more than ever, and with more great information to share. Um, If you've been there before, you know it can be a huge content overload because there's so much good stuff. And you have to figure out, do I want to go to this session or do I want to go to that session? And you can't break yourself up into multiple pieces and go to all of them. So for that reason, we recommend bring your team strategize it before you get there, figure out where you're going to go. There will be some things you'll all want to do together. There will be some things where you divide and conquer. um, And then you can bring it all back uh, and huddle up at the end of the conference or after the conference when you get back home and decide what you're going to tackle first. I mean, there's a year's worth of good stuff going on here. Right. And as the registrations come in, we, of course, use Rock because why wouldn't we? And we get nice the e- plug. Love we, that. We get the emails. That, and every time someone registers, like immediately we get the email and we love those emails. Mm-hmm. At least I, I know I do. And I see a lot of, of teams coming, but I see a lot of people one at a time. And I'm just like, oh, please bring somebody. Not only will you have a better time right? team building, but you're, there's so much content that you're just going to get plowed over. So if you have registered as a single registrant, please convince someone else to come. Again, you will have a better time and you're going to be a better uh, tasked and better organized to get more content, to get more out of it. Exactly. And if you are on staff at a church that's too small to send more than one person because you kind of are the person, I would encourage you to reach out to your other connections at other churches that you know, they're in your network already, team up together, tag team that conference together. And when you get home, jump on a Zoom call or something, break that all down and share what you've learned. I mean, that's one way to approach it if, you know, if you're from a smaller organization. Right. Building those kind of relationships is so crucial to what you're doing the rest of the year anyway. This is a great time to kick it off. Yeah, and, and please register as quickly as possible. I mean, yes. in all the previous years, and I think this is a trend just in general, like there's a lot of people who wait till the last moment, which honestly scares us to death in terms of planning and, and so logistics. Can I just drop a threat out there? A threat? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a, a nice threat. Intrigued. But here's the deal. If you register late, 
all the extra t-shirts we have to order just in case, we're going to make them all extra small. And that's what you're going to be wearing day two. Uh, you might want to think through that. <laughs> you don't like that one? Um, that was right off the top of my head. Wait, and then, no good? Typically, the person who's wearing the t-shirt that's too small doesn't see the t-shirt too small. They, they're looking straight out, not straight down. And we're the ones who see the t-shirt. That's well, it's going to be small. an interesting conference. So register soon. Yeah. I guess that's the bottom line, right? <laughs> Do I have to run my ideas past Avoid you next pain. time before we go recorded? Usually this, usually this is like a reverse. I have to run my <laughs> ideas past you because they're strange. But I, I kind of liked it. Maybe I'm rubbing, rubbing I, off. I think it me. would be very motivating if I were listening. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think registrations will be spiking after this is released just because of that. This reminds me of the time, though, when we're at... Um, at CCV and we're in the communications department. So we make all the t-shirts and stuff, right? So we designed uh, a t-shirt. It was called uh, love lockdown and it was uh, a purity re- uh, uh, t-shirt for all the, the teens. And so there's some <laughs> that are left over and we took all the extra smalls and put no. them on and then took a team photo together. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I still have that photo. It's disturbing. Is that going to be in the show notes? I don't think it's allowed. <laughs> But it basically said love lockdown and there's all these like guys who shouldn't be wearing small, extra small shirts wearing extra small shirts. And it's pretty funny though. Wow. So for the right amount of money, I could sell it to to people. Wait a minute. We were just plugging early access funding to help move us forward. In a nonprofit, you're always looking for funding. We're having a lot of great ideas today. Right. But I can't say that that funding would go to the nonprofit. I think it might go to me. Oh, (laughs) skip that one. What? How how much editing are we going to do on this? Um, yeah, it's going to take a while. <laughs> I heard someone say they like the banter, so there you go. Well, that was banter. I don't know if you've heard or not, but we're moving to a four-day master class, and we're going to have one right after the conference this year. So it's really exciting. Immediately after the Brock conference, you've just taken in all this information about recipes, but do you have the skill set to go home and make it work? If you don't, I would suggest that you sign up for a Rock Masterclass. You've already traveled to where the conference is, extend your stay. We'll be hosting the class at uh, Fellowship Greenville, which is about 20 minutes up the road from New Spring. You may want to move your uh, location site for your hotel, but I I would encourage you to wrap up your RX 2019 experience and go to the masterclass. Build your skill set after you've built your recipes and your contacts. Now, if you're not familiar with our masterclass, it's four days of intensive hands-on learning, and this class in September, again, features V9 content. So if you haven't had a chance to dig into that V9 content at that point, that's the time to do it. It really is the best way your church can move the ministry forward with the most up-to-date information about how to use Rock. So if you've been planning to sign up or planning to register someone on your team, go check it out today at rockrms.com masterclass and get signed up to learn to do exactly what you've discovered during the conference. Now, one more thing that we'll be talking about at the conference is our Rockstar program. And that's pretty exciting because we highlight that and we update it annually. And that always happens at the conference. Now, one of the things we've run across is what makes up a Rockstar. And I think our community wonders that too. What does our definition look like? Yeah, well, we have a definition and we're trying to change it because we focus... We want our organization to be focused on on people over product. Sure, we do make a product, 
but we really feel like the community is even more important and that people are more important than the, the product. And so in previous years, and, and I think even in the current state of thinking right now in the community, that when you think rock star, you think, oh, the people with the most points in, in chat. Right. True, it's a piece of it. Right. Right. But it's probably the most visible piece of it, but we're trying to change that because we want we know that we want to inc- be more inclusive into who's a rock star. We want to acknowledge all those who are help pushing this car up the hill. And uh, so what makes a rock star today? Of course, chat points. That That's very helpful. Uh, I would say, hey, if you want to, to, to expand your point range, just do it. Just you, you don't have to be a genius in rock. Keep your eye on things. Post your ideas. Help people out where you can. And it's just about a little bit of effort and honestly, a little bit of courage. You have mm-hmm. to, you know, that first question can be a little Iraqi. Am I going to get it right? No one's going to get on you if, it, if it's wrong. It's a super safe place to do that. So chat is one, right? Um, but there's other ways. And we we have a, a page called Get Involved. I encourage you to go there because these, these ways are going to be listed there and, and show you how to do it. Um, we also need help with people verifying issues. So we have a little tool. It's very easy to use. You can go look at all the issues out there that aren't verified. And then you can go help us verify that that truly is an issue. You can either do that in your environment. You can do that in the sandbox environments. Super easy to do. Um, anybody can do that. It's not that you have to. There might be some that are a little bit harder. You can leave those for, for those who may be more, a little bit more technical. But a lot, most of these, 80% of these are, hey, just Follow the reproduction steps that they're right there and then see if, if it works that way in yours. Wait, you're saying the issues can be tested by people who don't have a deep technical skill set? Right. I mean, because we're just saying, is it is this really a problem? You can look at, read the problem and then try it on your side and go, yeah, I get the same result. That's a huge, huge, huge um, help to us because to date we have some of our deepest, most experienced developers doing some of that stuff that's really mm. not helpful. And when you try it in your environments, it's actually more beneficial than us trying it in our development environments because yours are more real life. So I would say if you want to help um, make our, our, our uh, developers more productive, this is a great way of doing it. And so that's another way. We actually have metrics built into that now. So when you do that, you're getting points behind the scenes and we're working on a badging system for our community that's actually, you're act- people are actually going to see that. So... Obviously, gamification and all this is really important. Why do people do, why is Slack's or the chat so big is because like we gamified it and we're going to be gamifying all of this. In fact, we're already collecting the data. We just need to present it. And that's that project is being developed right now. Also, the Q&A um, area. So people post questions and, and you can answer them right there. So I think that is a tool that's getting underutilized. It is still being used, uh, but it could be used more. What's nice about that is those questions kind of hang around longer. In chat, they kind of kind of move up to the top and right. now that we're on Rocket Chat, they're still there, but you know, they're a little harder to find. Uh, so the Q&A is probably a better place if you have a, a solid here is a legit question, let someone answer it, it lives on easily. Other ways, uh, RX presenter, that's a great way to be a rock star. That ship kind of sailed for this year, but mm-hmm. Be thinking about 2020. We're already thinking about 2020. We're already like hip deep in, in 20 RX 2020. So be thinking about that presentation. Be reaching out to us now. It's not too early to say, hey, call dibs on, on a session in RX right. 2020. 
another one that I'm really excited about that is something that you can do to help is we realize that a lot of you are out there having conversations with other churches about rock. And we have a way now that you can tell us about that conversation. And that, again, is going to gamify it. So you get a, you know, a conversation point for that. And uh, it helps us in two ways. One, we want to recognize you that you're doing that effort. We want to recognize that you are doing that effort and help you elevate you within the community. But it also helps us, too, to know that those conversations are happening and the topics of those conversations. Because a lot of times we're having conversations with those same churches. Um, and just to have that all in a system is really, really helpful. Um, but for uh, most of it is just to help celebrate uh, the effort you're doing. So you can log those uh, on our community site that you're having those conversations. Roadshows is another way if you host a roadshow. Uh, roadshows kind of happen in a bit of a season of the year, but tell us at any point in the year that you're willing to host a roadshow and that helps us plan um, that location. And again, I would like not hesitate, do it now, because sometimes with there's a roadshow in a specific city, we, we typically would only want to try to have one roadshow in that city. Unless so, we spread it over like eight or nine months. Right. Potentially, given the size of the city and the interest there. But get your dibs in early. Sometimes right. we have two people do one roadshow, so they mm-hmm. kind of co, co-do it, which is a great opportunity to take some of the pressure off of one person having to do it. But for the most part, it's a pretty pretty easy thing to do. We give you the presentation. We just ask that you host it and do the presentation and answer questions. It's a good warm-up for conference presentations. Yep. Another way is we have recipes. So those who submit recipes are, are rock stars because they're taking their knowledge of rock and they are uh, sharing it with others. Uh, I would say, you know, we talked about this at a previous conference. You're not done until everybody can do it. Uh, the only way that you can do that is to tr- help train them and show them how to do it. So if you have a really cool thing that you've implemented at your church, just just in your mental process, say that you're not done until you've documented it for everybody in the community. Um, that's the power of rock is is not to help just your church, but to help the big C church. And spending literally an extra 20 minutes to maybe if you have a big, long, complex one, maybe two hours, let's just go with the worst case, two hours, to document that for everybody, I mean, what's that's the most productive time that you will put into your whole career. Like literally. That's right. If if ten churches can now do it, boom, that's that's amazing productivity. But what if a hundred churches could do it? And the and the way that the gr- the community's growing over the next couple of years, maybe even thousands of churches could do that same thing just because you spent two hours worth of t- of your time. I mean, why wouldn't you? And then the final way that you could do that is to be an alpha or beta tester. That's a huge um, uh, opportunity to help advance the quality of rock. That when we can have these big updates tested and 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 put through your system, I mean it's a huge deal. Um, so we would just ask that you would help in that way too. And again, that's an, that's another great one for non-technical folks. You know, just go into pre-alpha or in, in, install it onto your beta, install the beta into your environment, and then go through. We have a series of checklists that you can help us go through. Did your check-in work? Did this work? And uh, again, you don't have to be a developer. You don't have to be a technical person to do that. Most of these items here, you don't need to be a technical person. We don't want our community of rock stars to be all technical. That's not needed. We need all people, all parts of the body need to be involved in helping uh, push this car up the hill. 
I love that we're finding ways to recognize diverse skill sets that are all pushing the same thing in the same direction. That's really cool. Right. And that's the community we want. We want a very diverse community in terms of skill sets and backgrounds. And And if you see somebody pop into chat that might be like you, maybe they're new, maybe they don't have deep technical skills, but they seem to be a little intimidated in there buddy up with them, send them a private message and say, Hey, welcome to the community. And by the way, if you need anything, you know, I I have a similar role at my church that you do at yours. Maybe you're, you know, a ministry leader and, and you know, rock can help move your ministry forward, but you're not someone who does technical things in your job. That's not what you were hired to do. That's not your, um, your sweet spot. That's okay. Reach out to someone else that's in a similar ministry role to you and and help make those connections that move everything forward and show them how they can get involved in the path for success and growth inside the community. Yeah, and we intentionally talk about that with our rock stars. We do meet before the a conference and have a, a, a private meeting. And we tell them like, hey, your job is not done. You're, being a rock star is not like a, a, a bar you jump over. It, it's just one step. And your, now your step is to, is to mint and help build up more rock stars. Because we know that leaders build leaders. And that's the next level of leadership is to help build up other leaders. Um, so I'd say if you're not a rock star yet today, the only thing separating you from that is effort and some courage. And if you are a rock star today, then you need to be helping people make that transition and encouraging them and, and showing them and helping them. The community is growing. Our rock star group has to grow as well. There's room for everyone inside the rock stars. Right. And you get a really cool shirt every year. So that's a serious bonus. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, necessarily going to have to be an extra small. Right. It will be appropriately sized. I, I thought I should just throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been confusing on this particular podcast. It's it's sad that we have to, it's come to this. But yes, we need to clarify that it will be appropriately sized. You actually, when you register for the conference, get to select your shirt size. And that shirt size is, oddly enough, an extended attribute on our person profile in Rock. We use rock? We do. Hmm. So we'll order an appropriate shirt size. Assuming you tell us the appropriate shirt size, and we highly recommend Well, that. it's your fault at that point. Right, but we have to suffer because we have to see it. <laughs> There's been way too much t-shirt talk on this yeah. podcast. Can we get a t-shirt gun cannon? Oh, Ooh. that would be fun. Yeah. Even my son was asking about that. Why don't you have a t-shirt gun at your conference? So if somebody out there wants to build one for us. Or just ship it. I've made potato guns before, but never a t-shirt. Gun. I don't think we should shoot potatoes into the audience at the conference. No, you could you could really hurt somebody. But even yeah. a t-shirt cannon at the small distance that we have in the front row, we could really hurt somebody. I don't think you would t-shirt cannon someone in the front row. That's not so if you intent. sit in the front row, you can't get a t-shirt? No, that's an underhand toss. Uh, you shoot it up high. I don't know. Okay, if you... If you're listening and you want to send a a t-shirt gun to the group here, you might specify who should be operating it. And I'm just going to throw a light suggestion out that if you plan to sit in the front row, you would not want to put John on that specification. Why do you got to rob the joy? (laughs) I'm trying to just save someone else's face. Literally, I don't get to shoot it. What fun is it? You could shoot it to the back row only. Hmm. That New Spring Auditorium we're going to be in is very, like, it's a great environment. Oh, it's awesome. awesome. can't wait. But I'm not sure you should be, you should be shooting a t-shirt gun inside of there. Yeah, even in the back row, you're not, you're still pretty close. It it feels kind of like the Roman Forum. Mm. You know, it it feels like very cool like that. So, um, 
This is the most we've ever talked about t-shirts. We should probably have a helmet. We can ha- hand everybody a helmet as they come in <laughs> with like a face guard on it. So we say that sometimes we let you see what goes on behind the scenes here, but I think they've had an extraordinary glimpse into brainstorming mm. at Spark. I think it's lack of sleep on John's part. There's been a little bit of that. It could be that. Yeah. Well, I think we got to wrap this up. We should name this something about t-shirts. That's all I'm saying. Whoever's putting a title on this, it's got to be about t-shirts. T-shirts to the face? No. No? Dang. No. What size is your t-shirt? Oh. Mm, intrigued. Mm. I like that one. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll hey, see what buddy, happens. your t-shirt's too small? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the title. And you got, that's a wrap. We got nothing else to say. Thanks for joining us. This episode of RockCast is brought to you by Rock sponsor, Ministry Dynamics, a Wi-Fi presence and equipment provider. Connect with Ministry Dynamics today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.